0: Hey guys welcome to the horror movie podcast this week's song of the week is from a band called the 77 jeffries um the lead singer is a guy named james green uh the bassist of this band is is the bassist from uh someone still loves your Boris Yeltsin. i don't know if you knew that or not but the song again the, the band is 77 jeffries and the song of the week is a song called around I like to hear it here we go Folks, you, as you know, if you listen to this podcast, we have a phenomenal relationship with NBC. And NBC is a quality, family-ran, family-owned operation. And they send us trailers for their upcoming shows. This show, like so many other great shows on NBC, like, you know, The Cape, or like, I don't know, um, like... Uh, I don't want to say this is us because some people just just love that show. Quality, quality shows. This is no different. Do you like forensic science, Phil? Who doesn't? Do you like professional golf?
1: I don't particularly care for it, but I enjoy it every so often.
0: Do you like forensic scientists who are also golfers?
1: That sounds right up my alley. Well,
0: here it is. It's called par. That sounds,
1: the... That sounds right down my fairway.
0: It's right up the fairway. <laughs> and here it is. Par for the Corpse coming to NBC this fall. Coming to NBC this fall, it's Par for the Corpse. He's a forensic scientist who loves to golf, but he's got a heart of gold. He's also got a massive duck hook.
2: Four.
0: I found a dead body over there on the fourth fourth green, and I don't know where it came from. Well, I think we just need to call up Arnold Balmer and have him come out and check out this body. Hi, I'm Arnold Balmer. I heard you had a dead body.
2: Yeah, I found it over on the fourth green. I don't know where it came from.
0: Luckily, I'm a forensic scientist with a heart of gold. That's right, it's par for the corpse. Coming to NBC this fall. Along with Urkel the scientist. And Wings too. Return to Nantucket.
2: That's right, only
0: on NBC. Like I've said, um, NBC has just a plethora of phenomenal, phenomenal options coming this fall. <coughs> one of which par for the corpse.
1: Yeah. Sounds fascinating.
0: It's it's gonna be fascinating. And I, I thought, I thought it was timely that
1: they had
0: uh, a detective show on at the same time um, as we were doing this movie. That's right, <laughs> Sherlock Gnomes. Um, I don't know how this could go wrong. This movie. Um, let's do some. Let's do a checklist first. Um, number one, number one. Um, do you have sixty million dollars to spend on a movie? Uh, Paramount and Param- Paramount Pictures, MGM Pictures. Do you have that money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, what if I said you could have James McAvoy, Emily Blunt, um, El Eljafor, <laughs> who's who is Black Panther, um, Mary J. Blige, and Johnny Depp in a movie? What would? I'm, you, would I'm, you, by you,
1: the and, way, I'm, and Michael Caine. I'm chuckling because we went over his pronunciation before we started the show, and we still can't get it right.
0: Um, Chwetal. <laughs>
1: El Jafor. Chiwetel Edge Edg- of 4. Okay. Edge of 4. So you
0: can have the following James McAvoy, Emily Blunt, Johnny Depp, El Eljafor, <laughs> this Black Panther, Mary J. Blodge, uh, Michael King, and Maggie Smith, by the way, in a movie. Do you want that to happen?
1: Sure. Yeah, okay. that sounds good.
0: Okay. So now let's do it. Um, let's do this thing, and we're gonna make a movie, and it's gonna be called Sherlock Gnomes. Wait, what? Right. Uh, well, what it is, is it's based in the same universe as our animated um, movie from Rocket Pictures. Um, oh, you mean the one you did seven, Gnomeo, seven years ago? Yes, Nomeo and Juliet. We're going to okay. go ahead and co op that universe that everyone universally just
1: loves. Seven years ago.
0: Seven years ago. Okay. And, and they, I say universally, um, marginally loved it uh, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it made back its budget. Okay. Um, I have some reservations, but go on. Um, I think that you MGM Studios are going to make this movie. Do it now. Do it. Do it. Okay. We've got the we've got the director from Kung Fu Panda. Do it. Say yes. Just say yes. That sounds good. All right. You got your wish in opening in the opening weekend thus far of its fifty nine million dollar budget. It has now officially made how much? Drum roll, please. I don't even see it on there. 10.6. 10.6 million.
1: Not great for an opening weekend. We're going to see what happens. It's got a $59 million budget. So, I mean, typically that number only goes down from here, right? Like, has there ever, I guess maybe there's been some movies that started out at 10.6 and then just went up to 12 or 15 on the second weekend, but that's not going to happen on this, on this film. No,
0: and if it didn't strike it fast, Pacific Rim came out. Yeah.
1: This, is it, the Pacific Rim came out this weekend too? Yes. Right? It's it's opening weekend as well. Okay. So both of those movies came out um, uh, first first weekend this weekend. But yeah, um, so we were looking at the box office mojo boc- box office By the way, if you're listening to this, this is a great website. It kind of just goes goes over the stats and the figures for um, movies and who's going to do them and what kind of money is being spent. Black Panther is as the time of this recording, we're recording this on March 25th, Black Panther has been out for six weeks, and right now it is number two at the box office, and Sherlock Gnomes is number four in its first week. So that's that's not a good sign.
0: <laughs> no, and again, Sherlock Gnomes. I, 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 the name itself.
1: Why do you think they picked I, Sherlock Gnomes? I, I can only imagine, which is that that uh, it's in its second weekend yeah, right base, now. Yeah, faith-based movie, movie with Dave with...
0: Uh, Um, what's his name? Quaid, Dennis Quaid.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, you would expect that that movie would probably have some drop off, but it's still beating Sherlock gnomes and it's in its second weekend. Mm. (laughs) So woof woof. Yeah. Not, not going well. Yeah. That, I mean, I, for me, like the, the big telling for us, and this is just our personal anecdote story. But when I, when we went into the theater and there was only including Miller that we brought two children in the entire theater Maybe three. I can't remember if there was one in the back row or not. Um, and eight total people watching the movie. I was like, this is not This is not good. So yeah,
0: that's um, a, not a good sign. But luckily, um, all the actors still get paid. So who cares? Yeah. They're like, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you miss. Um, Phil, let's <laughs> do a little bit of time for some deets. Okay. The details of the movie. That's right. It's uh, Sherlock Gnome. Gnome's. Sherlock Gnomes. Click on the. uh, Oh yeah, I'm next there. It's okay, bro, bro. Um, We have directed by John Stevenson, who, like we said, directed uh, Kung Fu Panda. So you got something good there. David Furnish. um, He uh, he's not a fern, but he's Furnish. (laughs) Furnish. (laughs) David Furnish. (laughs)
1: Oh, I, I love how you make start. fun of people who have so much more money than you. Based on, well, that's why I can do it.
0: Uh, based on Romeo and Juliet by Willie Shakespeare. No, no rights needed there. And based on Sherlock Holmes by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Again, we don't have to pay royalties for anything. We can just make up this crap as we go. It's all good. Starring James McElvoy, Emily Blunt, Chowettle um that's Black Panther, Mary J. Blige, Johnny Depp, and also guess who else? Michael
1: Kane and Maggie Smith, and Michael all Caine
0: award-winning actors and actresses. Caine,
1: to be fair, Kane had a really small role in it, but yeah, he was in it as well. It's a big cast.
0: So I um, am just saying this. It's by Rock, by Paramount Animation, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, and Rocket Pictures. I think that's why. They, they co-opt three motion picture groups together, and they um, said, we're going to pool our money, and here we go. Um uh, with that said we got it out 86 minute running time not so shabby March 23rd was our debut that's uh, at this recording time 2 days ago it, re- it launched 2 weeks ago in the UK weird <laughs> and um, budget of 59 million so far uh, this is showing at 15 million dollar uh, box office not real great Yeah when we come back 30 seconds in office. Well guess what Phil we're back and it is time. It is time
1: for thirty seconds synopsis. Oh, you, you kept me in. No, wait there.
0: Thirty seconds synopsis. Okay, so here we go. You have thirty seconds to tell everyone about this movie. Spoil it. If you do not do this correctly and within thirty seconds, you have to star in. Sherlock Gnomes 2, oh. Return of Moriarty. Okay. All right. And you will not get paid. But you know who will get paid? Emily Blunt. She will get paid. Guaranteed. Okay. All right. Ready? All right. Five, six, seven, eight.
1: Okay. So Nomi and Juliet are back. They move into a new neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, they come back to their garden yeah, yeah. to find all of the gnomes are missing. There's no f- footprints or anything, no clues. And they have to go. Uh, enlist the support of Sherlock gnomes Mm -hmm. and Watson uh, to solve the mystery. They go uh, clue by clue and try to find all the different steps to take. Uh, Eventually they find out that Watson has been behind the whole thing because Ah. he's upset at Sherlock. And then they find out that uh, in a weird thing at the end that um, Moriarty was involved too. Kind of weird. Unbelievable.
2: Unbelievable. (laughs) Okay,
1: so I gotta add this because we were talking to one of our friends who did not see the movie. Uh, our friend Nathan Lee, if he's listening to this, uh, I explained everything like that in about thirty seconds to him, and he's. Sa- <laughs> this was his response. He said, "So basically, the hour and a half movie is all about a feud between two friends." Yeah, but but it,
0: the feud was actually perpetrated by someone else. Like it, I, I, I re- rewind, he was actually they used the feud to make make one person do all this junk. And fool him into thinking he was the one that came up with it. But in actuality, that was not the case. And it was all perpetrated by gnomes and ceramic yard ornaments.
1: So let's talk about the ending first. Are you okay with that? Yeah, no one cares. Okay, fine. so the... By the way, we went to go see this with our friend Grant. Oh, who yeah. Who's been on the show many times. Oh, wait, no, Frank Dakota. Frank Dakota. And uh, in the first five minutes of the film, he he, whispered, he leans over and whispers in my ear. Sweet nothings. Uh, he, he says, uh, Watson's going to be the bad guy. Five minutes in the movie. Yeah. He called it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. And so we get all the way to the end of the movie and it, it literally, I know this sounds oversimplified and weird, but it is, this is literally the plot of this movie. Watson is basically pre- pretending, like he's basically foiling Sherlock into thinking that this mystery is going to lead him to Moriarty at the end, but it doesn't. It leads him to, at first, leads him to Watson and Watson has set up all these clues and abducted all of these people, all these gnomes, simply to get back at Sherlock because Sherlock has tried to, you know, present himself as smarter and more capable than Watson. And he says, "I fooled you. I, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I, I basically, you know, tricked you. Into I, I tricked that, you, and yeah. we're no,
0: we're no longer partners. Right, right. But let this be a lesson to you for your next partner. Yeah, that." You know, you can't treat people so badly. It
1: seems like a very um, complicated and very, like unnecessarily long. Like it, for, they go on this adventure for what, like a day or two. It is an
0: episode. Of, <laughs> but, this is an episode of Scooby Doo.
1: Yeah, essentially, yeah. I'm gonna line. I'm gonna line up all these dominoes, and after the next 36 hours, you're finally gonna get to the point where you realize that I was right.
0: Well, and <laughs> his accomplices in this are these gargoyles. That they keep calling gargoyles, but they're dragons. Yeah. There's also a trip to Chinatown in this, <laughs> and we'll get to that in a second. It's really
1: cringeworthy at times. It's yeah. really weird. Yeah. Like I
0: don't, I didn't know what to feel in their in their trip to Chinatown.
1: Very weird. So what happens at the very very end of the movie is there's like a double ending. And again, this is way too complicated for kids to, to comprehend. I, too complicated I, I for was kids. barely following along at this point. And part of that was because my mind checked out at the door. But yeah. um, And it's not fun. But, so Watson presents himself as the villain. But then, oh, never mind. It's a like triple cross where Moriarty has been using Watson to carry out his nefarious deeds. And I was like, uh, you know what? I, I would have been good with the first ending. We, we don't need two endings to this movie. So, yeah, I, And they had this big fight fight with with Moriarty at the end, and I was like, why? Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm, I know. Very weird. To make it 86 minutes instead of 77 minutes. I guess minutes, so, instead. because they're like, yeah, this is way too but, short. Dude. Okay, so we watched the trailer in the pre-show for patrons. So they got to listen to us talk over that trailer. There there's like probably twenty percent of that trailer that never made it to the final film. Uh, I, I've never seen that much in a trailer. I've seen like, oh, that one scene wasn't in the in the movie. Yeah. But there was like what, four scenes in the trailer? And there were scenes that were in the movie but were in but
0: and then were in the trailer, but they were different. Like they were the yeah. same scene, yep. but a little bit edited different and it was weird. Like I didn't understand what they and I guess it just shows you that on an animated movie. They have extra cutting room floor material that they just go, oh yeah, this is junk. So. But
1: why, why send it to the trailer? Like that's that's really weird. Like why why wouldn't you? What advantage do you have to send scenes that probably are not going to make the the final film? But the
0: trailer could have come out months and months and months in advance.
1: And oftentimes they have a different production company that that makes the trailer than actually makes the film. Like they they outsource yeah. some of that. So I get some of that, but like, I mean, why would you say include this scene, include this scene, include this scene, and then half of those don't even make it?
0: Right. It's weird.
1: Anyway, uh, you want to go back through the the plot of the film?
0: So check this out, folks. Um, if you saw Nomio and Juliet, you found out that Nomio and Juliet were in warring families, um, just like in Romeo and Juliet. Um, these gnomes um, have to battle to save their garden, but they're fighting against the rival family. Um, in the end, Romeo and Juliet come together, form a family, form a yeah, they get basically essentially married, and they live happily ever after. Their owners in this uh story, they uh, move away from where Romeo and Juliet did live in the previous movie to a little bitty uh, backyarded area that's in a maybe a bigger house or something in London, mm-hmm. and they move there. And so they've got to re, you know, figure out all their stuff. And um what's happening though in London is that a bunch of gnomes, backyard garden gnomes, whole backyards are being stolen and this has prompted Sherlock Gnomes and Watson to f- try to figure out why they're being stolen. Dun, dun, dun.
1: Yeah, it should be said that they were on the case even before I got to Nomi and Julia. They were just the last in a ring of
0: kidnappings, which, like we already spoiled, is a case that Watson created.
1: Yes, he's he created the case, and he's also working the case. They went flashback at
0: one point to 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 even show you Moriarty.
1: Yeah, that, and he was he had, the very first scene is is kind of a James Bond style scene where you see them fighting in the past to set up who these characters are, and you're definitely led to believe that Moriarty is going to be the big bad, like the perpetrator of all of these. Crimes, and right. then, and then, of course, at the move, at the end of the movie, the big bait and switch that was obvious to everyone was that it wasn't Moriarty all along. It, it was Watson. Oh wait, it was Moriarty, and
0: it actually it was Watson, and he had um stolen all of these, or he had abducted
1: all of these gnomes, and, and then in the end, and he never wanted to harm them. He he was just going to put them in a in a room somewhere, and let them party all day all night and have lots of fun and then he was going to let them go it's just that moriarty had bigger plans for the abductions sad so
0: anyway um so they go throughout this movie uh the gnomes are taken even the ones from nomeo and juliet's backyard then um nomeo and juliet have to team up with sherlock gnomes and watson and they team up uh they kind of get separated off uh nomeo and watson uh, end up working together and Ju- uh, Juliet and Sherlock Holmes gnomes. Sherlock gnomes end up working together, uh, and um, the you know the best part of this thing for me was the Sherlock gnomes does these dream sequence things. Oh my gosh. But they're like these th- these thought bubble type things, kind of how um,
1: so the, the kind mi- of how
0: um, Sherlock Holmes in the movies have done with uh, uh, what's his name Robert Downey Jr. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He thinks. He thinks inside of his own mind and thinks about situations and then, you know, goes through those things.
1: Yeah, it, it is like that. It's also a different animation. So, I mean, it should be said that if you haven't seen the trailer, the, the, the majority of the movie is CGI, uh, 3D animation, but the dream sequence, or not dream sequences, the thought sequences where he's thinking in his own brain are like a 2D, like a uh, pencil drawing, like a pencil anim- animation.
0: So. Um, in the live chat, David asked if there were any stingers in the closing credits. We stuck around for about five minutes and didn't see any.
1: Mm, there, there's supposedly an ending scene where Sherlock delivers a couple lines. We didn't stick around for that.
0: Uh, we were too mesmerized by how bad this thing was and got out of Dodge. Yeah. We were hoping that the maybe the Guardians of the Galaxy would show up. <laughs> <laughs> Save this. <laughs> or Shrek, maybe. Maybe... Um, a, Michael, a Michael Myers, a Mike Myers-based comedy scenario. Anyway.
1: So these abductions on the map, like when they pull up all the different locations for where these people have been kidnapped, all these different gardens, uh, it forms the letter M. And that's, what, that's how they know that it was going to be Moriarty. But
0: had he really been paying attention, it also forms the letter W <gasps> oh, dun, dun, for Watson. Dun, dun, dun.
1: Yes, you
0: but, never appreciated me.
1: If it, if he'd sure only rock. turned the map upside down. And I would have gotten away I
0: would I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling gnomes. He didn't say that at the end. And they unmasked him and it was uh, old man withers and his haunted amusement park. Blasted.
1: Uh, Scooby. Eventually their Scooby Snacks investigation takes them to Chinatown. you wanted to talk about okay, that.
0: Okay, so we are up to a point in our lives where We're not sure. We're watching scenes in movies. And, you know, the scenes I watched in movies growing up and didn't think anything of now, anything that has any sort of um, maybe stereotypical racial stuff in it, Mm -hmm. you're not sure if, is this permissible? Is this okay? There's a Chinatown scene. They're in London. They go to Chinatown. There is All these porcelain cats and different things, a little salt shaker thing, and he is um, very much like he's very much like the guy who sells Gizmo um, in the in Gremlins. To is it Peter? Who who? What's the guy's name in Gremlins? The owner of of Gizmo. Anyway, he sells he sells Gizmo. He sounds very Asian, like that. Okay. I don't know how else to say it, it but then I'm like, no, it's do, a stereotype. Who do, can you look that up real quick? Who played that character? And it will put my mind at ease a little bit.
1: Yeah. The first thing I did, I did when I did some Google searching right now is I found a variety review from variety.com. Uh-huh. Yes. And, um, they, they said that, that they felt like that scene was borderline racist. Okay. Like, okay. The, the jokes were dim and that it was and, borderline and, racist. And, and I
0: understand folks, I'm someone, if you, if we were to sit down and have a conversation. I try to be just in my own my own way of somewhere between the two extremes in a lot of situations is the truth. I've always kind of seen things that way um, whereas someone's you know very upset about something and this person over here is very upset about something else normally in the middle is the ground we can agree on I'm just there are moments like this in this movie, for example where I was just like is is this? Is this racist? It's hard to tell, right? Is it not? In the eighties or nineties when I would watch movies, there'd be a scene like this and I wouldn't have not I would not have batted an eye, Phil. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, I'll let you all watch the movie on this one. You be the judge for yourself. That's all I
1: can really do. But it was very weird. Like I was just like it, there's here's another article that I found. It says it also works up the audacity to toss in a painfully outdated sequence through London's Chinatown that falls somewhere between tasteless cultural insensitivity and blatant racism. <laughs> but I want to here's what I want to find out though. Between that
0: and what was that on variety or was that another one?
1: No, that was uh, youngfolks.com.
0: Okay. I I've never heard of that, but we'll yeah. assume that's a very reputable journalistic it look, it yeah, great journalistic integrity. <laughs> um go to go to the just the cast and see if you can track down the actor that played the voice for that was character. Was it Salt Shaker? Salt Shaker.
1: Yeah, James Hong. Oh, okay. H-O-N-G. Okay, can you click on his profile? Yeah, yeah I'm going there right now. Anyway,
0: I, I know that sounds maybe dumb when I say that, folks, but that's going to put my mind at ease a little bit and maybe those two extremes I was just talking about. Let's see it.
1: Yeah, it's it's slow to pull up. Okay, uh, it's just the internet So, in I mean, I, I do feel better. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. He's from, hey, he's
0: from Seinfeld. Yes. On um, um, the, uh, when they go to the, the Chinese restaurant. restaurant. Yes.
1: Yeah, he's so funny. Okay, all right. That does make me feel a little Okay, bit that better. puts my, I I'm, I'm puts glad my mind at ease I, I a little bit. I didn't want to assume that it was going to be a white guy just donning a Chinese <laughs> accent. In the, but I'm, I do feel a lot better that it was actually played by a Chinese now, actor. in the live <laughs> so, chat, in the live chat, uh. Um, dumb nox says. What was it like, Mickey Rooney playing an Asian in Breakfast at Tiffany's? I it was not. It was not a definitely no, not a white guy. No. Yeah. At no, any rate, so yeah. So I, I do feel a little bit better that it's him. I really like him as an actor. He's funny. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that he's still working too. like he's been around for a long, long time. time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it did it did feel borderline racist, and I I don't know that James Hong would probably agree with that assessment. Um, or maybe he would, I don't know. Um, but I'm definitely finding multiple articles online that are, that are all saying the same thing. There was actually a moment where we were watching that scene and I looked over at Jack and and I, I just gave him, gave him like an uncomfortable look. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure this is okay. Like I, I I had to stop and kind of think about it for a second. So I, um, It, it is a pretty diverse cast for the most part. I, um, I don't know if it's super diverse but there are black actors, there are asian actors, there are white actors. So I think they they did try to go with with diversity. Uh there's female and male actors alike. Um so, you know, it's just if it, it felt a little icky at, at points. So, but
0: again, having that actor be that in that role I that make it all right. It makes it a little bit better, I don't know. <laughs> um
1: okay, so yeah, so that's Chinatown. That that was the big scene in Chinatown was so th- and they basically
0: went there to find... Um, what were they going in there to find? Just the next clue. The next clue. Yeah. That Then that clue takes them to meet... Uh, what's the Adler? What's her name?
1: Uh, Irene. Yeah. Irene... So uh, people who are familiar with Sherlock Holmes know the characters from Sherlock. And Irene... Uh, has been in the, all the movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Um, and uh, she is played by Mary J. Blige in this movie. She is a um, uh, African American uh, persuasion doll, basically. In this movie, I, I'll say this about the film: is it is very similar to other movies that you've seen where toys come to life, like Toy Story, right, stuff like that. Right. Um, so these, like, whenever the the adults or whenever the humans aren't around. Um, the dolls come to life. The salt shaker comes to life. Everything comes to life, and so they meet this. Um, it's, it, I think it's. I kind of got the vibe that it was like a a seedy, um, like late night bar type of thing. It's or, the
0: like Cantina. Yeah.
1: Or yeah, exactly. It's like the the toys that have been discarded or not or not played with anymore. Right. I, I don't know. I, it felt a little derivative of right, like the Toy bar Story.
0: in Emoji Movie where the uh, misfit <laughs> apps go.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, it is the only time in the movie where a song is sung. Like she actually performs the song, Mary J. Blige does. Yeah, which I guess if you're going to get Mary J. Blige, you can have her sing something. But
0: yeah, yeah, and it was definitely put it was, on. It was forced. It was very forced. <laughs> um, very forced. She at some point apparently that character had apparently been it, that's, you know, Sherlock Holmes' love interest, and so uh, she was crooning about that and about uh, anyway. She has a big clue. Her and Juliet end up bonding a little bit, and uh, gets the clue that leads them to um, Watson eventually, and then Watson spills the beans and uh, ends up, you know, telling telling that he just did it because he wanted.
1: Well, and before that, we should say that there's a um, a, you're supposed to believe that Watson actually dies, like he. he, Oh yeah yeah yeah. He He, fakes his own death. Yeah, he falls off the top of a building and. They don't see it because yeah. he falls down behind bushes, but and he
0: breaks a allegedly he,
1: like a pot or something like that. But you hear you hear the crash of ceramic, and you just assume you're, the the audience is supposed to assume, and the characters assume that he has just perished. But um, turns out that he faked his own death. So, yep,
0: cool. Um, there's anyway. a lot.
1: Of, there's a lot of Elton John.
0: Yeah, he's the only play. He's all over the soundtrack, which again he owns the company that made this movie. So. Yeah. Um, he's Rocket Productions.
1: And then... Um, and Nomeo is captured at one point yeah. and, and basically gets thrown in with the, all the other gnomes. Nomeo is played by James McAvoy, too. Yeah. So, uh,
0: then... Um, anyway, we're going to finish this off when we come back. Uh, we'll finish off talking about uh, Nomeo and Juliet slash Sherlock Gnomes. Be right back. All right. Um, so, check it out. Um, we we left you with this that Watson came clean and said, Oh, I just, this is just a ploy to get your attention. I want you to appreciate me, Sherlock. Uh-uh. The gargoyles actually turned on him and they're like, No, we work for Moriarty. Here he is. Yeah. Double so, cross. Double cross. Triple cross. And so Mor- Moriarty is like, I had this whole plan the whole time, and I've kidnapped should, all of these people. We should
1: we should say we never said this. Moriarty is the mascot for a pie company, Moriarty's Pies, right? Yeah, and he's like the um. What do you compare that him to as far as like mascots go? Like he is, um, he looks like a, a little character that you see on like a commercial. He is like a.
0: Um... Almost like Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Or like a. Um, there was one other character <laughs> that maybe that made me think of Mor- Moriarty. You guys
1: are, on your other show, Interstate of Minds, mm-hmm. uh, look it up on iTunes, by the way. Interstate of Minds. Yeah, there you go. Jack, Interstate of number. Mind. Uh, yeah. Um, you guys were talking about the Mucinex, um mascot, which is basically like a piece of snot. Or oh, something. he's a phlegm phlegm, phlegm. Wad, Okay,
0: and his kind of he kind of looks like a big phlegm wad. This
1: one. This so one yeah, so Mar- Moriarty is is that so, like he's the size of a gnome. And um, it, it I guess he's he's supposed to look like a pie. I think he's
0: he just <laughs> sells these like he's a mascot for some pies. Um, I couldn't tell for what more like. pies. Well, he's got like a pie hat okay. on the the hat that is a pie. Okay, and then his body is like this weird like glob of yeah glob yeah. So anyway, he's a bad guy. He's a lot like the um, Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, another one. Yeah, that's good. He's like a cross between Pils- Pillsbury Doughboy and um Bob's Big uh Big yes.
1: Boy. Yes, yeah, those are all good.
0: And so somewhere in between there is what you get. And stay puff a little bit. <laughs> um, anyway, he has apparently broken his hat off because mm-hmm. he's able to pull it off. And yeah. it falls off eventually. That must have been when he fell fighting in the, in the beginning Sherlock the Holmes in the beginning of the movie. Yeah.
1: Um, I uh, will say this. And there's this big fight scene at the end. It, it's kind of reminiscent. I, I, honestly, this came from Grant when he was watching the movie. He's like, man, that reminds me a lot of um, Game of Shadows, the second Sherlock yes. Holmes film, yes, um, with uh, Downey yeah. Jr. and because they're fighting like on the top of this, uh, bri- it's a bridge in this case, but it, it seemed a lot like the um, they were in uh, End of Game of Shadows they're fighting on this like uh, building construction, like this building is being constructed and they're fighting on like this beam that goes out uh, outcrop over the water, or whatever. I was like, man, that is ripped right yeah. out of that movie. Well, and um, so they fight and Moriarty eventually
0: falls to his death. No, well, no, he falls in the water.
1: Yes, he's he still alive. He, uh, he's still
0: alive. Yeah, for a sequel, uh, like David's asking about the sequel in the live chat. Will there be a sequel to this movie? I'm going to say no, because <laughs> I think you're going to end up losing. I'm I'm estimating I'm end up on. losing thirty million dollars. Oh, really? My yeah. guess is thirty million. They won't
1: even make half of their money. Yeah, I bet their budget,
0: don't. and they may not make that much back. But I'm being very conservative when I say that.
1: I, I mean, they're at ten or ten to fifteen, somewhere in that range on the first weekend. But if you're they're not, gonna, they're only going to add five to that next weekend. And if probably. you're not hitting it
0: hard in opening weekend, this isn't one of those movies that's going to build steam. Well,
1: no, no, because I mean, I, honestly, like I know Miller was kind of mad on the movie. He is not going to go to school tomorrow. And right, you're not going to tell your friends about this movie. Go see it, right? It's not the, it's not the Lego movie. It's not the Emoji movie. It's, it's definitely second or third tier. So, yeah, yeah. I, I I just don't see this movie as being viral. Like right. <laughs> kids are going to invite kids to go see it,
0: right? And that's who the audience is for this movie, you because the the end jokes for the adults. You know how that goes in these movies. Yeah, there weren't even any
1: good in jokes for adults. Okay, so I just figured it out. Uh, the reason why Wikipedia said fifteen million dollar box office and the other one said ten is it was uh, divvying up domestic and international. I yeah, think. that's true. So UK has brought in about five million mm-hmm. U.S. dollars over two weeks, which isn't great, but it's a smaller country. But, um, we, uh, like internationally and domestic combines, there's no way they're going to hit 60. And I think that is the main, the main decider for companies that, that want to make a sequel. They want to make more money like they did the first time, but that's not going to happen this time. No, no, no me and Julia, I'm sure made money, but this one's not.
0: Um, yeah. And there's not a really another thing to push them through. We talked uh, in the live chat, we're talking about, um, uh, toy and merchandise stuff but i can't man i No that this is one of those in in animated movies if you can get that sort of merchandising and not, not even necessarily toys but like backpacks and all kinds of other offshoot things um that's when that's what drives and it's cr- sad to say that but like the 80s if it taught us anything uh is that that will drive sales or again in the live chat uh, D- uh Dumb as Knox says crispy cream placement <laughs> in Power Rangers, <laughs> yeah, maybe not though. Was
1: they, there any product placement in this movie?
0: No, I didn't, I don't remember, I don't any. remember any, but they tried,
1: they sh- they probably should have. To I bet make they some, but um,
0: okay, so um, Moriarty ends up fighting and falling into the water. Um, Watson and Sherlock make up. Is there not any collateral damage for Watson's (laughs)
1: big turn where he kidnapped people? I I leaned over to you at at some point. I was just like, yeah, they're just going on like nothing ever happens. Like the last 36 hours of my life was stolen by you. Someone I thought was my friend. Oh, Wait. Let's, let's let bygones be We've bygones. got to work together to beat Moriarty now, because you were so foolish to think that no, you were doing something good. Literally, like Watson reveals himself to be the villain, and within 15 minutes, Sherlock is like, let's work together and get Moriarty. I'm like, dude, the guy just wronged you. Like, Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's There are so many... I know it's an animated f- film. I know we get that it's, this movie is for kids, not for adults. Right. But... Put some kind of believ- believability in it, right?
0: As uh, they said in Bogart Creek too, the believability rating is very high. <laughs> actually, this is a very low believability rating. So, um, well, very good, very good. Let's write. Uh, let's talk about some goods and bads in this movie. Okay, what are some goods?
1: You know, um, I think I think the animation was actually pretty good, and like that, they kind of built on the the 2011 movie, the No Me and Juliet film, but um. I think the animation studio actually like has done a pretty good job, and the sound editing has done a pretty good job of making this feel real. Like it's, it does feel like real gnomes come to life, real toys come to life, um, real in- in- inanimate objects doing business and having lives when the humans aren't around. And so, it, like it looks real when you're watching it. Um, the pretty, animation, animation is very
0: smooth, pretty flawless, smooth like uh, mankinis um, <laughs> dancing. <laughs> And then um, I think the uh, good for me was that one time they used surround sound that kind of scared me. Yeah, um, that was weird.
1: I I was almost going to use that as a negative though because it was just <laughs> that, it was that it was that one time. Oh, okay. I mean, it was it was confusing that it was just that one time. Like I I, I, I both of us looked at at that I, wall. I thought something was coming through the wall.
0: <laughs> like the the way the wall is like this door open and the surround sound the way they used it in the theater. It was like high up on the wall on one... they, They apparently, when they mixed it down, had panned it over to one side or something. Yeah, it was all left. Because then it was like clunk. And I was like, oh, this is how I die, apparently. I, I, like I, the theater was going to explode or something. I
1: thought something was coming through the wall. And it, listen, folks that are listening to this, we're not dummies. We go to the movie theater a lot. We a under, lot. We understand surround sound, and we've been to the surround sound theater. Yeah, but this was not but typical. It, it, it wasn't typical Typical because it was an hour into the movie, and it had never been used like that. And all of a sudden, it came out of nowhere, yeah. and then they never used it again. And I
0: feel like maybe that was just some missed editing. Like they were like, yeah. they listened to it, and they are like, oh, that, that maybe they didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> the the sound tech was just using some regular old earbuds. or okay, something Okay, correct
1: me if I'm wrong on this, but to me it seemed a little loud. Like, th- don't you think the volume was a little high? Right for the yeah. left. Yeah, like it was weird. What what was going on? I think something fell over, or there was um, a knock at the door, or something like that. But something came out of the left, but it was so loud that it was jarring. Like it took me out of the moment. Yeah,
0: it really threw me off. And I looked, and you were like, looked at me like, <laughs> what was you that, that too? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, um, no, as far as goods go for this movie. Um obviously if you're a big Elton John fan, the soundtrack's got Elton John in it. Yeah. But again, it's his company, so he's gonna <laughs> probably do that. Um Where if then? you really bought into the mythos of <laughs> Nomeo and Juliet, you're gonna love the extended universe that <laughs> is <laughs> Nomeo and Juliet and now Sherlock
1: Holmes. Yeah. And, now and, the one hundred percent more Sherlock. I,
0: we'll have a little red riding hood or someone in in the next one. Like <laughs> something that we can use. Royalty free and not pay for a character.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I guess the only other positive that I would have is um, that the acting was actually pretty, do- pretty well done. It's just that the lines that they had to deliver were so banal and just like everyday, rote kind of stuff. And it, it, like, again, we're getting into negatives already, but the humor just wasn't there. But I don't think it was the actor's fault like the actors that were in this movie are actually really good actors. Yes. And I feel like they have a lot of talent to bring to the table. They just, they were dealt such a bad deck of cards. Um, they, um, actors in, in, in voice can only
0: do so much. Um, whenever they're given just the, the, you know, the script they're given and the things they have to do. So it's kind of interesting, but yeah, but, um, but again, they get paid. They're (laughs) signing on to this movie and more power to them.
1: (laughs) So that's the end of the positives for
0: me, I think. My bads on this one, there's several. And it's, um, why did we make a straight-to-DVD movie uh, for $60 million? I, I, I think that there are wells in um, uh, third-world countries that could be dug with this money. <laughs> that we didn't have to give it to these actors. We could have, it, it would have been a great gesture. It be, actually, the better gesture would have been for Paramount Pictures to say, look, we were going to make this horrible tripe of a movie. Uh, called Sherlock Gnomes, but instead we're gonna take the sixty million dollars, and we're gonna go, we're gonna go to Somalia, and we are going to dig. I don't know, guys. I know digging wells doesn't cost a million dollars, and you could go to Somalia and probably dig, I don't know, six hundred thousand wells for this amount of money. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Yeah, that's sad. I mean, what a waste. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And then people wonder why I don't give actors any credit sometimes. But it's not them. It's the studios, isn't it? Can't blame the actors. Can't blame the system. Because they're all they're doing in the system is what? They're making money. Yeah. Because the system allows business. it. business. We don't get angry at J.K. Rowling because she wrote Harry Potter books and was able to make a truckload of money. Do you get mad at her for that? I don't. No. And that's why I, the same thing with athletes. Hey, they make a lot of money, folks, yes. But guess what? They're only doing it because the system allows them to do it. Yeah. There you go. That's not some weird conspiracy thing where I'm talking about the system. <laughs>
1: um, there were, mo- I don't know if this is a negative or a positive. It's just kind of like a why moment for me. Um, did you notice some of the generic rock music that there was in the movie? And I'm not talking like. You go see a movie and it's like, you know, someone composed the soundtrack. I'm talking like just someone is just thrashing chords in the back of like an action scene. Yeah. And it's not from a song. Like, I know, I know when it was like an actually legitimate song. Yeah. But there were some like some parts where it was just like the most generic rock music.
0: Yeah. It was almost like someone got on uh, Garage Band and just. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah,
1: it was stuff that I could have written in about two seconds. I know. My, well, you should, my tell
0: you should tell Elton John. <laughs> um, um
1: uh, Another thing is like and we kind of talked about this a little bit but some of the the lines the, the the written script in the movie are just groaners like i i really went into this i was like you know what it's going to be a stupid plot i'm sure it's going to be dumbed down for kids but maybe i'll laugh a little bit no no nah. i i didn't laugh one time except for when i laughed out loud at the movie because it was so stupid so bad they like they went i forget what they did but they went somewhere so unbelievable yes. that I just I left out I let out a laugh out loud but there's nothing funny about the movie and most of it was just like re- really weird references like um at one point like a pig a ceramic pig is eating um I- eating a sandwich or something like that and they're like well, I hope that's not ham he's eating <laughs> Hardy hard. Well, there's no ham on this pizza <laughs> oh pizza. that's right and then uh Lame. like the little um one-liners and the gnome jokes and stuff like that like, um, Spider Man, gnome coming. There's a lot of that in the yeah. movie. Like just replacing words. Um, the the little one liners like a, like ah oh, fertilizer instead of you know a curse word or whatever. Right. Um, it's just not funny. Like I, I I mean I I wouldn't even think the kids would would find that so mm-hmm. funny. No, mm-hmm. and and that was the thing
0: too. Like my son was just not moved by this movie whatsoever. And he and he will a lot of times he'll find he'll find some things in some of the like not weird but like. Some movies that I'm just like, man, that's not even good. And he'll be like, this is awesome. He's literally watched the Emoji movie like literally probably 20 times. Yeah. And it's because, and I thought it was not very good. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's rate this movie on a scale of one horrible being eh, pretty bad to five horribles being uh, the worst thing you can imagine. Worst thing. I'm talking like a nightmare and you wake up and there's a face hugger. That jumps on your face. <laughs> um,
1: I'm going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm debating between a three and a four. I, I, I really think I'm going to lean four, though. I'm
0: going with a four based on the fact that this, in my eyes, is a straight to DVD movie.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And they
0: spent $60 million on it. And I'm going a four because, are you kidding me, guys? You could have done better than this.
1: Yeah, I, I I literally had never heard of this movie before. We went to, we were literally buying our tickets to go see it. Like wow. I, I mean, and so if it had shown up in my Netflix queue yes. or something like that, is like, hey, you liked blah blah blah, you should watch this. I, I definitely would have assumed it went straight to video. Right, like it, it was never in theaters. Um, I wasn't. Now that said, I I never saw Nomo and Juliet, so maybe that would have, you know, hyped me up a little bit more to go see this one. But I had zero expectations going into it, and and I got exactly what I expected. Which was nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, very cool.
2: um, What what, what are you into? Yeah, I was going to ask you. Go
1: ahead. I I mean, this isn't probably what I would normally say, but because we're talking about animated films, and particularly like this style of animation and and types of movies, um, we saw The Secret Life of Pets last night at home. Oh, it's good. And it's really good. I enjoyed it. Like, if you... I, I was talking to... Um,
0: I think I did that on Sif Pop once. Yeah, I think you did, actually. I think that's one episode that I was on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Go back and listen to Jack on Sif yeah. Pop.
0: I'm going to be on there May 25th. Yeah, coming is up. Is the plan. For Solo. Looking forward to it. That's going to be a good, good looking movie. Looking forward to it.
1: That that will be a very good movie compared yeah. to this. it be awesome. Um, but no, uh, Secret Life of Pets is... Um, if if you didn't see it, it's basically about what what do pets do when the humans are away? Like Mm -hmm. when they're away at work or whatever? Yes. And of course they get into all kinds of- Much like Toy Story. Yeah, it is very similar. Um, And uh, they get into all kinds of crazy antics and there's a lot of um, different kinds of pets and stuff that have to team up together and um, uh, find their friends. And there's like a a weird, like scary sewer gang of of animals that are like really rough and tumble. Yeah, they are rough and tumble. And honestly, like I was watching this with my one and a half year old at home. She was laughing. I was laughing even more than she was. Awesome. Um, the animation, the the comedy, the acting—it is a really funny movie with a really good message. Cool. Um, very nuanced kind of characters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It was everything that this movie wasn't. Like I, I, really enjoyed *Secret Life of Pets*, and I, I wasn't sure if I would it or not. It's, it's by Illumination, which has done the Despicable Me movies and the Minions movie. Um, to me they've kind of been mostly hit, sometimes miss. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was definitely one of their hits for me. So I, I, I would definitely watch it that one again and again. It's awesome. Yeah. It's good.
2: Well,
0: um, I would say of things I've been into uh, lately, um, uh, my free time, I've I've been doing a lot of softball and coaching softball. High school softball. Girls. High school softball. Yeah. Fun. Honestly. It's it's been really fun. Like super, super fun. Um but really, then, my, then in my free time, it just becomes like, come home and, you know, like I'll watch a movie for this or I'll do, uh, you know, doing what I'm doing. Uh, nothing crazy right now. Now, summer, the summer is going to kick in and I'm going to have oodles of free time. And I'm really looking forward to that. So <laughs> I've been really into dreaming about summer. That's what I've really been into uh, lately. Looking forward to Westworld coming back. Yeah, it's coming back soon. Uh, right? Pretty soon. They've, yeah, I don't think they have a real actual date. Is this their summer push?
1: Like, that's their show? I think that so. They push in the summer. Uh, and
0: it's just such an interesting show. Like, the feelings I had for Lost um, were the feelings I have for, for uh, Westworld. Seriously. Pretty cool. Anyway, so as you can hear, folks, the music's kicked in. Uh, follow us on Twitter at OneHorribleMovie. Um, like us on the old Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Um, you can find um, us, studiodna.media. Um, if you would like what you hear here you want to help support a little bit just go to our Patreon page uh, patreon.com slash studio DNA uh, all kinds of perks uh, make sure you rate and review us take a picture of that rate and review email it to jack at Podcast.com, and you'll be in our drawing for Amazon gift card